Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 21 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green, and we've made it to our final episode of Season 3. This was our first season with the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts, and I'm so thankful that we were able to join the Scattered Abroad Network, and I know you, the listener, have benefited from not only this podcast, but also from uh, tuning in to the various other podcasts that we have at the Scattered Abroad Network as well. Again, you can check those out at scatteredabroad.org. Today we have one of our fellow podcasters, Houston Welch. His podcast is The Way Podcast, which premieres every Thursday at the Scattered Abroad Network. We're going to continue our discussion and, and wrap up our discussion on For the Love of Preaching today with Houston, and we want to... Uh, let everyone know that if you're thinking about going into preaching, if you've listened to these podcasts the last couple of months and this is something that's, that's really on your heart, really on your mind, then you can certainly contact any of us and we'll be glad to uh, let you know uh, the answers to any more questions you may have about preaching school and what have you. And, and we would certainly encourage you uh, to go into this wonderful profession. Houston, I'm, I'm so glad that you've joined us for the podcast today and I appreciate you. Uh, for coming on. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about your podcast, The Way Podcast, before we get started? Yes, sir. Well, thank you for uh, having me on, and, and I, I hope that this is going to be beneficial for any anybody, young or old, who's wanting to go into preaching. Uh, I currently preach for the Friendship Church of Christ in rural Lincoln County, Tennessee, uh, and I am a, I guess you could say, a 20 18 graduate of the Memphis School of Preaching. If you're familiar with the Memphis School of Preaching, or I guess preaching schools in general, um, I was a wraparound student. So if you don't know what that means, it means that I came in, classes normally start uh, in August, and I came in in January. And since it's a two-year program, I had to graduate in January, though I was in with the 2017 you were 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was in with the 2017 graduating class, and then I had to continue on um, two quarters and a summer uh, summer quarter as well. Uh, so You got to uh, meet a lot of people, though. So, Yes, yeah. I, I, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about being a, a wraparound student. Like, yeah, we come in at a, at a difficult time, but at the same time, you get thrown in with all of it. So, like, really, the rest of it is not that bad. You get the easiest quarter as your last, or easiest uh, portion as your last uh, uh, quarter, or two quarters. And then you get to meet so many different people. Like, I got to meet, or I got to meet um, the class that graduated before you guys, uh, the, the 2016 class, and all of their wraparound students, including Michael. Uh, being one of them, and then I got to, of course, be with your class, and then I got to to be with the class that was graduating a year after us, yep. 
2019 or 2018 class. And then I also wrap back around into the 2019, or yeah, the 2019 graduating class. So there's essentially four years that I got to be with. Right. A lot, a lot of brothers that I got to meet. So yeah, it, I, I do think that it is, it is a beneficial way to go about it. For sure. Now you're a, a brand new podcaster this year. And your podcast, The Way Podcast, premieres on Thursdays at the Scattered Abroad Network. What are some of the topics that you've covered uh, with your podcast this season? All right. So opening up, we, we started discussing um, the threefold work of church, evangelism, benevolence, and edification. And one of the main things that I wanted to stress with those three, I hit on it more so in, in benevolence, is that Neither one of those are more important than the other. Like, like today, uh, we think that we need to be evangelizing a whole lot more, which we do. We need to prove on the word the, the threefold work as a whole. But while we are evangelizing, we cannot neglect edification and, and benevolence. And I think that too many churches are stressing so much about evangelism, which we need. And at the same time, they're neglecting edification. They're neglecting. Um, Sharpening one another's iron instead of going out and, and you know and, and refining iron in the field, uh, and also helping helping out those who have need, whether they are the number of the church or whether they are of the world. Uh, right. So, and then we're and then we're discussing several various other topics like church history. What is the church? I discussed uh, Matthew chapter 6, I believe it's verses 1 through 18 uh, with the brother. We broke that down into three uh, different episodes discussing giving, prayer, and fasting, uh, which is an interesting topic, and, and, and various, various other subjects. You know, there's 21 episodes in season one, so there's, there's quite a few over there. So uh, a lot of topic. good, a lot of good topics, uh, just kind of a, a hodgepodge of, uh, different pertinent topics for the church. Yes, yes. And, and I didn't come at it with a particular theme, uh, but when asked what theme this that I had for the first season, I, I chose New Testament Christianity. And I think all of those uh, are centered around New Testament Christianity. Right. I like what you said about, you know, evangelism and benevolence, edification. All those things are not mutually exclusive. They should all work hand in hand to achieve the goals that we're supposed to be um, achieving. You know, as Christians, uh, we sh- we should be helping people. We should be helping one another as Christians and evangelizing. All of that goes together. So I appreciate yeah. you mentioning that. Well, we want to re- go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to say it's the reason why we call it the threefold work instead of the three works of the church. Right. It's all the same. It's supposed to be in use. Right. Well, we want to get into our, our questions now, and you kind of already introduced your, yourself a little bit. Um, I want to ask you, how would you, Houston, define preaching, and why is preaching so needed? Okay, so I think that there's three three ways that we can define preaching, and I'm sure that there might be more, um, but I believe that there are three biblical ways that we can define preaching, and then on the last definition, it, I'm going to get to why it's so important. It's going to be inclusive in the definition, 
And so, in the first way, we can go back to the Greek text, and I'm sure this is probably what a lot of people think of when they think of, of preaching itself. The Greek word "paruso," or also, uh, it's preach, is is translated from euangelion uh, or euangelizo, something like that. The verb form of euangelion, which means to proclaim good news, and then "paruso" meaning uh, to simply declare or, or proclaim and say it's a public proclamation. And so that's one way to define it. You can think of the, the paper boy running through the streets uh, shouting extra, extra, read all about it, or the top headline news uh, article, you know, that, that, that first thing that catches your eye. It, it, is, it is what is most important to, to speak about or to declare uh, publicly. And so that's what, uh, uh, one way to define preaching. Then another way to define it, and this is one of my favorite ways to view preaching. Uh, I can't remember who I heard it from first, uh, but there's a quote from a denominational preacher who lived in the 1800s. I think he died in 1893. And I might be right wrong with his name, but I think it's Philip Brooks. And he defined preaching as the communication of truth through personality. And I really like that definition because, okay, preaching is the communication of truth, but it is also, it's being communicated through via man. Man is the one proclaiming God's word. He is the one proclaiming that truth. And so man is also involved. His character is involved. The same person, he, he, he coined that definition in a, in, in some Yale lectures back when Yale was a theological school. Um, well, of course, back in the 1800s. And in that uh, lecture that he gave, he, he, he stated it like this, and I'm going to read somewhat a lengthy quote. He said, truth through personality is our description of real preaching. The truth must come really through the person, not merely over his lips, not merely into his understanding and out through his pen. It must come through his character, his affections, his whole intellectual and moral being. It must come genuinely through him. I think that granting equal intelligence and study, here is the great difference between uh, which we fail between two preachers of the word. Preacher has come over one of them, or the gospel has come over one of them, reaches us tinged, flavored with his superficial characteristics, belittled with his littleness. The gospel has come through the other, and we receive it impressed and winged with all the earnestness that there is in him. First case, the man has been put, uh, but a printing machine or a trumpet. In the other case, he has been a true man and a real messenger of God. And we can tell the difference between, and, and I, I don't mean to to, to belittle um, younger preachers, but a lot of times, like when we were in preaching school, you notice this a lot that it was somewhat hard to listen to somebody proclaim the gospel. And the reason being, it's not because they didn't put enough time preparing uh, into preparing. It's not like they didn't know the subject they were preaching, but it just wasn't a part of them. Just inexperience. Yes, they haven't really made, they haven't really uh, experienced the word. They haven't really lived it. They 
did not let the word dwell in them. And then you can see older seasoned gospel preachers who have lived the word for uh, 50 to 60, you know, even 40 years. And it really shows that, man, this guy, he is living the gospel. And if he's living the gospel, I know what I need to do. Right. So, so preaching can kind of either be flat and just not very motivating, or it can be extremely enthusiastic and, and motivating. Yes. And, and, and the thing is, the man has a lot to do with it. So I like that definition of, of preaching is communicating or conveying the truth through personality. Then also, uh, and, and also while on that point, let me state that teaching or preaching is different from teaching. Acts 15, verse 35, and Acts 28, 31, along with many other verses, they preached and teached uh, the word of God or the gospel. And so he's making a distinction. The, the, uh, Luke, the author of Acts, is making a distinction between teaching and preaching. And because, and I believe that's the reason there is because somebody can lecture you about the, the Bible. People do that in universities all the time. And they may even be teaching truth, and then preaching is something totally different, something that is enthusiastic because you are passionate about the Word. But then the the, uh, the last definition um, of truth, which, which I want to, to, listen, to, to list here, which shows me why it's so important. 1 Corinthians one eighteen, Paul said, The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Romans 1, 16-18, Paul said that he was not ashamed to declare the gospel, uh, because it is the power of God unto salvation. So the gospel, or the preaching of the gospel, is the means of salvation. The gospel itself is, is, is the power of God to salvation, but it is it is preaching which is the means. Romans 10 verses 13 and 14. All that shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear except they have a preacher? So we have to call on the name of the Lord in order to be saved, which is doing the will of God, doing what God is calling upon his authority. But cannot call upon him unless you believe in him. You cannot believe in him unless you've heard about him. And of course you can't hear about him unless it's being preached to. Right. So so that that is the reason why it is important because it is the means of salvation. Right. We've got this treasure in earthen vessels. I'm also reminded of the fact that, you know, when God inspired men to to write the Bible, he, he allowed their personalities to shine through. And, you know, the way that they spoke and the prophets, the way that they worded things, God inspired them directly and he allowed them to use their personalities, too. So it's kind of a similar thing with uh, the personalities of preachers as well. Yes. Well, what prompted you to get into preaching, Houston? Uh, Well, I would start off by saying, Becoming a Christian, of course, prompted me into, into, into preaching. There's there's certainly a responsibility. But then going back to what we said, there's a difference between teaching and preaching. And quite frankly, uh, before I went to preaching school, I never had any 
desire to necessarily fill a pulpit. I, I, I wanted, I was willing to preach, which whenever I started going seeking, uh, going to seek, uh, support from various churches, I had to, to speak at a few of them, uh, which was my first, first time ever preaching when I was going to seek support. And then, but I still didn't have any, any real desire to, to stand in the pulpit week by week and, and proclaim the gospel. It wasn't until preaching school that I, that I, I don't know, there's something about it that when, I guess when you're constantly surrounded by preachers. It gets in your blood. <laughs> yeah. And it's also when you, you do have a message to proclaim, then, then what better way to do it than, than fill a pulpit week by week? You know? So, so I guess that's one of the reasons that prompted me to get into preaching. But also, I, I also made a vow to God that whenever an opportunity came up and I had the ability to preach, that I would. And of course, an opportunity <laughs> came up for me to, to preach week by week at a, at a local congregation. So uh, I'm doing that. But I've also tried my best to fulfill that vow. And I know that there's been one time that I, that I failed to do that. Uh, and I cannot remember what for. I cannot remember why I failed to do it, but maybe there's a reason why I can't remember that. Maybe I'm putting it behind me. Uh, but yeah. but every time I've I've tried to fulfill that vow or that promise uh, that I made because God has been faithful, so I certainly be faithful to Him. So initially, did you just go to preaching school at first just for the knowledge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I, I'll tell you I'll tell you a little bit of background here. I, I lived with my grandparents for a period of time who are not members of the church. Uh, so when I became a Christian, I had the message and I wanted everybody to know about it. So I was, I was of course going to go to them first and I was bringing up scripture because I knew that being in a denomination was wrong. And I was presenting to them scripture after scripture and I was essentially beating them over the head with a Bible. But, no matter how much scripture scripture I presented to them, they did just frankly didn't listen. And if they're listening to this podcast, I mean, maybe they, they know that uh, that that's true. But so they they just they didn't listen. And one of the reasons is because, uh, well, where they were attending in the denominational church they were attending, there was of course a pastor, and he had been to seminary. And he had also been to MTSU and, and had a had a degree and all that. So he was a learned man in their eyes. And I was thinking, well, if I, if there was only a way that I could go and study the Bible, I wouldn't have to pay a ton of money to do it and get a full knowledge of the Bible. And I, of course, you're not going to be able to get a full knowledge of, of Scripture from, from a preaching school, but it serves as a good foundation. And then the very next week, I told uh, kind of the situation to the fellow who had baptized me. And he was like, no, it would be great if there was a place you could go and learn the Bible and you didn't have to pay for it. And then he, and then I said, well, where did you go to school? And he said, the Memphis School of Preaching. 
and he had a grin on his face when he was saying that. Right. And, and, and he said, and they actually, you, you go by getting support from, from churches. And so you essentially, you are going, you are not having anything out of your pocket, but others are funding you to go to preaching school. And hopefully they're putting their money in the right place. They're, they're, they are furthering evangelism. So it's certainly not a bad thing to put the church's money towards. And so I went with the only intending to, to learn more about the Bible and to get a, uh, a I guess certification. <laughs> But, of course, it came from, from pure intentions of wanting to know more and to further my, my knowledge of the Bible. And I certainly think that it's been beneficial. And what do you know? You ended up preaching anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got time for about one more question. Uh, Houston, look down at your sheet and pick out one of those questions. And if you would, read the question and then answer it. All right. Well, well, I want to I want to quickly touch on the last two. And I know okay, that's fine. All right. So, if asked about preaching, if if, I, if anybody was ever to ask me about preaching, I would tell them what somebody. Well, actually, two people told me when I was going to preaching school. One was an elder of the local congregation here here in Lincoln County, and then another one was actually an instructor at the Memphis School of Preaching, who I met with um, when I when I was there uh, checking out the school. The, and they both told me, I'm not going to say the instructor's name, but I think most preachers would say this. If you can do anything except preach, then do. But for some people, they're just bound to preach. They, they're just, they felt so bent towards preaching. They felt like, uh, like, I guess like Jeremiah, that his word was a burning fire shut up in his bones. Like, if you just have to preach, well, then of course do. So if you're looking to go into preaching and you you can't do anything else but preach, then then I guess it's certainly for you. And then also the last one, advice for someone considering going to, to preaching school, my advice would be do. It is it is a very strenuous two years. I often say that I'm glad I did it, but I'm also glad that it's over. If you if you have not gone to preaching school and you want to learn more about the Bible, then go to preaching school. It's going to increase your knowledge of the Bible drastically, no matter what age of Christian you are. But a little bit of warning: be careful because you'll become a preacher. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to say, is there an echo in here? Because our listeners, if they've been listening the last several weeks, they realize this has been said like three or four times. If you can do anything else besides preaching, do that before. But if you have to preach, then preach. You're like the third or fourth guy who said that. So that there must be something true I, about that. I, I don't want it to sound like, oh, preaching such a terrible job. and I've, I've had such a hard time. Here at Friendship, I've been extremely blessed. Uh, my family has been blessed. I mean, these are these are wonderful people. We haven't had any 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 major problems. Of course, you know you've got a few things that come up, and then we deal with them. It's right. Anything uh, serious, and so it, it's not it's not one of those things. But preaching is it's just frankly it's not for everybody. Uh, you have to you have to be somebody who who is passionate about 
God, his word, of course, souls as well. Absolutely. I love the way you, you wrap that up for us. That's a good way to wrap up the entire series for the love of preaching. And I appreciate you, the listener, for sticking with us this season, season three of the Everyday Christian Podcast. Houston, I appreciate you as well, and I appreciate your podcast also. Again, The Way Podcast, which premieres on Thursdays at the Scattered Abroad Network. Houston, I I really appreciate you joining us for the podcast today. Thank you, brother. Join us next season, season four of the Everyday Christian Podcast. And that season will come in August. Be on the lookout for an announcement on what our theme will be uh, for Season 4 of the Everyday Christian Podcast, again, premiering in August. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And uh, tune in next time on the Everyday Christian Podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.